You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Madrid, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. It's good to be together again this very godly hour. I tell you what, if you want to really, um, if you really want to experience the power of God in your life, cultivate a lifestyle whereby um, you meet with Him in these godly hours, <laughs> early mornings. Because you remember in the book of Genesis, God used to meet with them in the cool of the day. The cool of the day is actually early morning. Before sunrise. <laughs> That's when God used to meet with Adam. And so for God to be meeting with him at that time, that means there's, there's something significant about that time. At least from God's perspective. <laughs> so I know some people feel this is too much, but yeah, it's just their flesh that feels that way. Your spirit doesn't feel that way. Your spirit is excited to meet with the Father. Your spirit is excited to meet with, with His Creator. And uh, if you study your Bible, most, uh, most um, encounters and visitation take place early hours of the morning. So that's just free. I'm, and that's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> okay. So be encouraged. What I'm just trying to tell you is that what you are doing is good. It's good for you. It's healthy for you. Okay? Spiritually, it is very healthy for you. Last week, we were talking about victory over what? Death. death with emphasis on premature death. Isn't it? Yeah. So, we were able to establish from the scriptures that God has actually given us victory over death. Especially premature death. There's no reason why you should die before your time. Unless you choose to. Or you allow it to. Or you decide to, to depart from the path of life. <laughs> because people can depart from the path of life. But if you're on the path of life, there's nothing that can touch you. Amen? Okay, this morning I want us to look at victory over sickness and disease. You like that? Yeah. We have victory over sickness and disease. The time is going to come, the time is going to come that God's people will be walking without any sickness. Do you understand me? Without any pain. Why? Because if there's no sickness in heaven, 
There shouldn't be sickness in your body. If there's no pain in heaven, there shouldn't be any pain in your body. And if the kingdom has arrived, then sickness is a contradiction. Do you agree with that? Or is your religious mind struggling with that? Because I know religion don't like these kind of things that we're talking about. But who cares? <laughs> we're not here to impress anybody. Am I correct? Yeah. We're here to enforce the kingdom. And enforce what Jesus has paid for. So I want you to know this morning that you can live above sickness. You can live above disease. It is possible that when sickness comes close to you, it will be attacked by the power of God. <laughs> the power of God that is working in you. You have the Holy Spirit, right? Yeah. You have the life of God in you. Am I correct? We have the life of God. If you have the life of God in you, then the life of God is more powerful than death, is more powerful than disease, is more powerful than any virus, is more powerful than any germ, it's more powerful. But the problem is that we have not developed our faith to that point where we can benefit fully from the power that we're carrying. So, so when, when sickness comes, it should be aware that it is coming to a territory that is dangerous. Come on. Amen. Say, I'm dangerous ground. Yes. Amen. But let's look at the scriptures. Let's look at a few scriptures before we pray this morning. Why don't we, why don't we start by looking at Isaiah chapter 53? Isaiah 53. In Isaiah chapter 53, reading from verse 4, it says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. Can you imagine that? The Father himself ensured that Jesus was smitten. <laughs> Why would the father who is so full of love, who loves his only begotten son, allow his son to go through all of this? All the pain. Verse 5. Look at verse 5. It says, But he was wounded for what? Our transgressions. He was bruised for our? Iniquities. 
the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. What is this talking about? The cross. It's talking about what Jesus went through on the cross. Now, when you are, when you are sick, that sickness is trying to tell you that Jesus did not complete the work. That's what it's trying to tell you. It's trying to say, okay, well, I know, yes, Jesus went there, but you still have to carry this. Which is illegal. How many people know it is illegal for you to pay for something twice? I know in the natural you will not make that mistake. Am I correct? Will you make that mistake? Imagine. God blessed you. You now decide, all right, I'm going to buy, I don't know, say a car. You decide to go and buy this car. And you are so blessed that you pay cash for that car. Right? Come on, it's coming. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, I don't, when you, you see, there are some, some moments that you need to say amen and tap into it quickly. <laughs> You're looking as if I'm saying something strange. Come on. Yeah. So you go, you just, you just pay for it. All right? Maybe you, you check, you go, you, you, you test drive and all of that. Then you say, okay, fine. I want it. You do an EFT and just pay everything. Come on. You pay it. Then now it's time to take the car. Then they say to you, um, no, you have to pay again. How many people will agree to that? I mean, you're, you, I know you are so blessed, you are so rich that you can afford to do it again. Will you do it? Even if you are a multi-millionaire, even if you are a billionaire, and say the car is half a million, huh? Will you? Ah. I think some people will. They are very generous. But that's what is happening when sickness comes upon our bodies. That's what is happening. And it is illegal, but we allow it. We don't fight it. We don't resist it. We don't enforce what Jesus has done. We don't take a stand. Come on. Yeah. Oh, pastor, what are you trying to say? I'm saying exactly what you're hearing. <laughs> yes. God ensured that Jesus was smitten. All right? In fact, the, the Bible says he was smitten by God. In, fa in other words, the Father himself was the one smiting Jesus. <laughs> Can you imagine the pain in the heart of the Father doing that to Jesus? Due to no fault of his. All because of the love that he has for you and I. 
All right? Just because he wants us to be free from sin, he wants us to be free from sickness and disease, he wants us to be free from pain, he wants us to be free from death. So he was wounded. Oh my. It was real. He was bruised for our iniquities. Iniquities is talking about our sins. The sins that, the multi-generational sins that, that, that get transferred through the bloodline, through your DNA. There are certain things that get carried from generation to generation. Jesus has knocked that thing a blow. And that's why it doesn't matter your family history. It doesn't matter your family history. Somebody has had cancer in your family. So what? He was bruised for your iniquities. He was bruised for your iniquities. You see, those things attach themselves through iniquity and they flow from one generation to the other. That's why when you go to the doctor, the first thing he's asking is about your family history. Has anybody had diabetes in your family before? Why? It, is an iniqui- it, is, it has gone through. It has attached itself to the iniquity. Okay? And, it has, and they have been able to pick it up scientifically. And they have been able to confirm that this is real. It works like that. But it has been sorted here already. Can you see? It has been sorted. So there is no reason why it should not stop with you. Yeah, it should stop with you. Say, it stops with me. I can't hear you. Amen. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. Chastisement of our peace is speaking about emotional. Even your emotional condition is sorted. You can be emotionally whole. You can be sound. Can you see that? Yeah. He has taken care of that. I'm telling you, God did a perfect job. He did a complete job. That's why Jesus on the cross said, it is finished. In other words, the whole price has been paid. All the requirements for you to walk in freedom have been met. By stripes, you are healed. It's interesting because if you look at, you look at this here, it says, by his stripes, we are healed. This was before Jesus even went to the cross. Before Jesus was even born. This was during the time of Isaiah. And they were already exercising faith in what Jesus was going to do. For them, it was future tense. But then they were able to bring the future into their present by faith. That's why it doesn't say by his stripes we are going to be healed. No, it says by his stripes we are healed. Jesus had not yet been beaten. But yet they could be healed. How much more you and I... Huh? We look back, it has already been done. He has been beaten. He has gone to the cross. He has paid the full price. 
Now, if those guys under the Old Covenant in the, New Test- uh, in the Old Testament could look forward by faith and be healed, you and I can look back and be healed. Can look back and be healed. I'm telling you. Let me show you some Old Testament scriptures, then we'll go back to the New. Um, Look at Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 12. Deuteronomy 7, 12. It says, Then it shall come to pass, because you listen to these judgments, and keep and do them, that the Lord your God will keep you, uh, he will keep with you the covenant and mercy which he swore to your fathers. So you see, God was dealing with them based on covenant. Okay? Yeah. He was dealing with them based on covenant. For the sake of time, let's jump to verse 15. Look at 15. Verse 15 says, And the Lord will take away from you, what? What about uh, HIV? What about uh, high blood pressure? What about diabetes? Cancer? Oh, come on, guys. Okay, mental disease. You see? The Lord will take away from you all sickness and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt. Can you see that? So there has to be a distinction between us and the world. There should be a distinction. There should be a difference. So you cannot be an Israelite and then you are carrying the disease of Egypt. That's a contradiction. So when that thing, I don't care what it is in your body, speak to it and tell it where it belongs. Okay? Yeah. Why? Because the kingdom has come. Yeah. So, so it says, okay, and will afflict you with none of the terrible diseases of Egypt, which you have known. Yes, you have known some of them. (laughs) Am I correct? You have known some of them. You have experienced some of them. Correct? Yeah, you've experienced them. Everybody's having a flu. So what? I refuse to have a flu. Yeah. If all of Egypt is having a flu, so what? Don't. Stop catching flus. Oh, I caught a flu. Why did you catch it? Why can't you catch a healing? Huh? <laughs> it says, but will lay them on those who hate you. Can you see? That's where the disease belongs. Those that hate you will be sick. <laughs> You're not praying it. It's God that said it. <laughs> it just happens by default. I wonder how many of the people you are having sympathy for. <laughs> Are being punished for hitting you. 
Yeah. But this is under the old covenant. And the Lord is saying that he will do this based upon the covenant that he had with their fathers. Okay? Yeah. Based upon the covenant, the Lord says he's going to do this. Do you believe that? I believe it. I believe it. Yes, yes, yes. For many, many years growing up, I always knew and I was brought up to believe that sickness did not belong in my body. Hmm? So I can count how many times I had a headache. <laughs> growing up, I mean throughout but it's, it's because of the environment and the atmosphere in the house. So you can create an environment in your home where certain things will not thrive. You have to start from somewhere. First of all, you need to believe it's possible and you have the premise upon which to stand. Stop believing that everything that happens to everybody will happen to you. Because your case is different. Well, it should be. And if you are living in the kingdom, you should have a different reality. So, then when sickness comes, what do you do? You treat it like you would treat a criminal. <laughs> Do you understand? Amen. You don't just surrender, oh, it has come again. Uh, it used to come you know, every year. No, no. You say, hey, hey, what are you doing here? Get out. Go to where you belong. You belong in Egypt. Go there. I'm not sending... <laughs> I'm not saying they should go to North Africa. You know, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> but yes, from, from, from what we see in the scriptures. Okay? Now, let's look at um, Exodus chapter 15, verse 26. Almost, almost the same thing. It says, If you will diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in His sight, give ear to His commandments, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of the diseases on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. Can you see? There should be a distinction. And he says, I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. Years ago, I used to hear some doctors say, we care, but God heals. I don't know if doctors see, still believe that. Doc, is that? Uh, not all of them. Yeah, not all of them. Some have become God, right? <laughs> yeah. But, but they used to say, we care, but God heals. So in other words, what happens is that they give you medications... To help you deal with the symptoms. 
while you wait for God to heal. To keep you alive before the healing takes place. Hello? Yeah. So don't come, and, don't come to me now and say, oh, pastor says we shouldn't take medication. I didn't say that. If you do that and your faith cannot carry you and you die before your time, you will answer to God when you get to heaven. Yeah. So what medication does is that it helps, it helps to sustain you, <laughs> to sustain your faith. Because at the level of it's at the level of your faith. Actually, it's a demonstration of God's mercy. It's actually God's mercy that that gave the wisdom, all right, to put some of these things in place so that you don't die early. <laughs> so some zealous religious people will 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 think that uh it's either or. You either take medication and you are out of faith or you, 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 you are in faith and you don't take medication. It, it doesn't really follow. If you don't take medication, it doesn't mean you are in faith. Because faith does not come by not taking medication. You get what I'm saying? Faith comes by what? Hearing. And hearing the word of God. Yeah. So not taking medication does not indicate faith. I wish more people could hear this. Yeah. Because you'll find that there are sev uh, several times that, that God, in fact, Luke was a physician. God used him, right? Greatly, powerfully. He was one of the apostles. But you'll find out that as you read your Bible, you'll see times that God would recommend certain things for people. They would take certain herbs. There was a time water was bitter. God told Moses, take that, take from that tree and put it inside. What did he do? He medicated the water. That's what happened. And a lot of these things, they are from herbs that God created. So, I remember um, who was it? I think he's Kenneth Copeland. He was, he used to be like that. <laughs> and he did every kind of diet. Nothing worked. And he prayed. God said, just, just take sugar out of your diet. He took it out and boom, he became who he is now. Okay? So it was something he was taking that his body was reacting to. But even, you know, it will get to a point where if we continue to walk in this, in the reality of this, if we develop our faith, build our faith, do you know that you can get to a point that you won't even be allergic? You can overcome allergies. Yes, we can overcome allergies. 
Because there are some of the allergies people have. They were not born with those allergies. I don't know what happens. You just, by the time you are 30, you now discover you're allergic to something. You were not allergic to it before. Come on, what happened? There's an invader coming in. Yeah. It's coming to steal your health. Coming to steal your enjoyment. Uh, Doc, have you always been allergic to nuts? He, he grew up eating nuts. Living on nuts. Can you, ima- can you see that? And then he becomes an adult. They say, no, he's allergic to nuts. Come on. God made nuts for good. Yeah. Well, all he made, he said, it is good. And then now they say, no, it's not good for you. Ah. So we must kill those allergies. He says, I am the Lord who heals you. This is Jehovah Rapha. This is where God revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha. Yeah, this is where he reveals himself as the Lord, our healer. So we have victory over sickness. We have victory over disease. Do you believe that? You don't have to carry that thing. Start fighting it. That's what I'm, that is just what I'm trying to say. Fight it. Don't surrender. Fight it. Resist it. It says resist the devil. Huh? Submit to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. Resist it. Take a stand. Come on. Start taking a stand. You, you, you don't only resist demons. You don't only resist temptation. Anything that is of the devil should be resisted. Amen. Acts chapter 10, verse 38. The Bible says, How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. So you see that Jesus, the anointing, one of the reasons why Jesus was anointed was so that he could heal. Isn't it? And he went about, come on, he went about doing good, and healing. But where is the sickness from? From the devil. From the devil. Sickness is not from God. Hello. God is not trying to teach you a lesson. He's not trying to teach you a lesson. No, religious people, I don't know. Religion is wicked. It's really wicked. It's really bad. They say, oh no, you know, God is trying to teach me patience. Is that the best way to teach you patience? Come on. They say, you know, we all learn differently. And and, and God knows that this is the only way that 
that uh, I can learn to be submissive. No. It's like you taking your child and the child is supposed to go to school to learn and then you take the child to criminals. Huh? To punish the child, to teach the child a lesson. Will you do that? Is that how you were brought up? So why should God do that? Use his enemy to teach his children a lesson. Ah. <laughs> Say to hell with religion. Ah, it seems you respect religion. Okay, don't, don't worry. You, you don't, don't say it. I know. Okay. You don't have to say it. If you still have some respect for it. Say to hell with religion. Yeah. It's theologians that came up with all those nonsense. Confusing people. I remember how I was, I was at a conference years ago, and this person was sick, was almost terminal. And the pastor is praying. They say, okay, let's pray for this person. And the pastor is saying, Father, if it be your will. I said, what, what kind of prayer is this? If it be your will. Heal her. So whose will is it? Whose will is it for her to be, to be sick? That means it could be God's will. That's what he's trying to say. So we don't want to go against your will, oh God. But if it is your will, if it is okay, heal this person. Now, if it is not God's will, if it is God's will for you to be sick, you better not go to the doctor. Yes, because you go to a doctor, that means you are being disobedient to God's will. Yeah, that's it. Because why do you go to the doctor? You sneaky and disobedient, naughty child of God. It is his will for you to be sick. And you are sneaking to the doctor. You want to take medication so that you can be healed. Stop that and, and remain sick till you die. So that you can be obedient to God. Can you see? But some people today are carrying that. Oh Lord, if it be your will, please never pray like that. Don't ever pray like that. It is always God's will to heal. If Jesus could go through all of that, why do you think he went through that? If he, bore, if he bore your transgressions, bore your sickness and all of that, is it so that you can bear it as well? No, it's so that you can be free. It's like saying Jesus went to the cross, but you two have to go to the cross. Why? It doesn't work like that. So sickness is from the devil. Sickness is evil. Sickness is not godly. There's nothing godly about sickness. There's nothing godly about disease. Are you getting me? Yeah, there's nothing good about that. And so we must fight it. We must resist it. We must say no to it. And if you notice that there's something in your family 
and all those things that have crept in through iniquity and all of that, you need to start cutting them off. You need to start taking a stand to say, in the name of Jesus, this stops now. It stops now. No, Pastor Grace, um, in her family, I think, let's say, people don't normally live beyond a particular age. From, from one side of her family, I can't remember. But it's like maybe, say, by the age of 50. After 50, they die when they get to 50. And what is it that always kills them? Diabetes. So you know what? She took a stand. And she said, this stops with me. Amen. This stops with me. She has already broken that record. She has broken that record. Yeah. Because she took a stand. But many of us, we just surrender. Oh yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. It's the curse of the family. What? Where is the blessing of the family then? Don't settle for that. Please. Resist it. Resist it. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 2. You see there an in a, a popular scripture. We've, we've, we've uh, quoted it several times. It says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Sickness came as a result of sin. There was no sickness before Adam sinned. Agreed? Yes. So it was after Adam's sin that sickness came in. Do you know what happened? Sickness is, I mean, sin is so bad. It's so terrible. So terrible. Because what sickness does is that, I mean, what disease or sin, it's a disease of the spirit. So what sin does, once it, once it is allowed in, it now begins to deform you. In the spirit. It brings a deformity. A spiritual deformity. And that deformity begins to, it, it begins to affect your life in different ways. It affects your life in different ways. Then it now, it now breaks your alignment. Okay? Because before sin, your, your life is aligned to the will of God. It's aligned to heaven. Are you getting me? It's aligned to heaven. It's aligned to the kingdom. And so your reality is kingdom. That's why children, before they sin, they are kingdom citizens. They are in total alignment with heaven. Yeah, sometimes the devil comes and wants to touch them. He wants to attack them and all of that. It's because they are in the earth. And sometimes also because we who are supposed to care over them don't exercise faith to protect them. Yeah, to protect their spirits, to protect their bodies. Because I remember that growing up, one of the things that kept me healthy was my mom. It was her faith. It wasn't my faith because I didn't, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, know, how to, I didn't know much about faith. But if I say, uh, I have a headache, she just, no, 
You're not supposed to have a headache. She would lay hands on me and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. Go and play. And then you go and play. It's gone. And then after some time, as you began to grow up, grow up, grow up, when you come and say, oh, I'm sick, you say, what are you going to do about it? But before then, it was, she would take action. She would take a stand. But you see, what happens today is that we don't, we don't even know that we can take a stand. So we don't. And sometimes, even if we do, we are scared or we are not sure. Maybe God has changed his mind or I don't know what. But the point I'm trying to make is this. You have the right. You have the authority. Because the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made you free. Now, if you are free and somebody is trying to chain you, are you going to, be, are you going to allow it? Have you ever seen someone who was released from jail? He's free. He has served his sentence. And he's free. And he's released. Then they say, no, we want you back in jail. Is he going to go? Will you agree? Huh? If he didn't know, he would. But you see, he shouldn't. He shouldn't. So what the enemy is doing is that he's playing games with us. He's playing games. And I'm telling you, he's playing games. So when those things come, we just surrender to it. Hmm? But we have been so used to surrendering that even when we start resisting, it will seem as if our resisting is not effective. So we need to now begin to build up our resistance. Kind of, it's like your immune system. Right? So sometimes the doctors will tell you your immune system has been compromised. It needs a boost. So I'm coming to tell you this morning that you need a boost. Amen. You need a boost. You need your, 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 your immune system to be boosted. Supernatural boost. Amen. You need a supernatural boost so that anything that comes around you, it will die. Amen. It will die. So you don't have to be sick. Yeah, okay, if you are sick, you can be healed. All right? But you can even live above sickness. That's just what I'm saying. That's heaven's standard. Heaven's standard is that we don't even get sick. <laughs> huh? Yeah, it's Kenneth Hagin that said, for about how many years? How many decades? Till he died. He, 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 he never even had a flu. He said, hey, How? You see, the, 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 one of the things I learned from him is that he says, he says, the problem is that people wait till they are sick before they start exercising their faith. But he says, what he does is that he exercises his faith every day against sickness. So you don't wait. It's, 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 it's kind of like some... Uh, some supplements, they say, are just to help, help you to, uh, to prevent certain things. Is that not so? Yeah, there are some, some things that they say, if, if you eat certain things or you take certain supplements and all of that, 
it will help you. It will help your body to be strong. It will help your immune system to remain strong. And also, obviously, there's a good lifestyle because you need to be, um, you need to exercise as well. So you, if you eat well, you exercise, ah, you exercise, you are less likely to experience certain things. Am I correct, doctor? Vaccinate. And vaccinate, okay. Vaccinate as well, yeah, that's right. Hmm? So, but then if you wait, it's like polio. They, they vaccinate children. There are certain vaccines they give children from, from, uh, from birth, right? Why do they give them to help them to be able to fight this thing if, when it comes? It's not because they have it. Am I correct? It's before it comes. So that when it comes, the body has what it takes to deal with that. But spiritually, you need that as well. You need that spiritually as well. We already have victory over sickness and disease, but we are not vaccinating. So we need some spiritual vaccines. Uh, you, you, and you need to take some scriptures and start pumping your spirit with certain scriptures. I'm telling you. Yeah. Take them, start pumping, meditate on them, start speaking them over your life, start declaring, don't wait to be sick. Don't wait. Keep speaking. When you are well, speak. Keep speaking. And what, what, what is happening is that as you keep speaking, the life in that word it will be operating in your body. It will be operating in your mind. It will be operating in you. And guess what? It builds your immune system. So that when that thing comes, you say, hey, where do you think you're going? Give it a knockout. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm telling you, we're in for something. I think, let me, let, let's, let's look at uh, Matthew 28. Maybe we can close with this. Matthew 28, verse 18. Very popular verse. Look at, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Let me pause there. I know that this is the great commission but notice that verse. All authority. Okay? Has been given to me. Where? In heaven and on earth. Okay? Authority over what? Everything. That's right. Authority over everything. Does that include sickness? Does that include disease? Okay, finances, the business guy, the millionaire says finances. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yes. No, you're right. All authority has been given to me. Let me, let me ask you a question. When Jesus says all authority has been given, right? That means... Someone gave it, isn't it? Someone gave him that authority. 
And also it means that the person that gave him is higher. Is it safe to assume that? Yeah. So the person, all authority has been given, but that means that person that gave him still has some authority. Yes? Let me, let, let me use this example. Remember Pharaoh and Joseph. Pharaoh says to Joseph, the whole of Egypt is under you. Except the throne. Okay? But you have total authority over my kingdom. That's what happened here. So the father says to Jesus, you have all authority. I've given you all authority. Obviously not authority over the father. Am I correct? Yeah. So the father still has his own authority, which is tied to his throne. But he has given Jesus all authority. So now tell me, what sickness? What sickness? Even if, you know, like in the case of Joseph and Pharaoh, if anyone rises up against Joseph in Egypt, first of all, Pharaoh expects Joseph to deal with that. Correct? Yeah. He doesn't expect Joseph to come and be saying, Oh, Pharaoh, you know, uh, there's these people in Ramses that are giving me problems. It's like, what's your problem? I thought I gave you authority. What are you doing with the authority? I cannot come and do it for you. No, I've given you authority. Use it. You can command the army. You can command. You can... You can bring the law enforcement agents, arrest them, lock them up, put them in a dungeon, whatever. It's up to you, Joseph. So that's what the the Father has given Jesus all authority. And then Jesus now turns and gives to us. Hallelujah. So that is why Jesus does not expect you to be saying, Oh, Jesus, please heal me. Please heal me. No, no, no. Jesus expects you to get up and say, Hey, what's your problem? Who gave you the right to come near my body? Begin to take authority. Begin to exercise authority. Exercise authority. Because if you don't, he won't do it for you. You have been made a king, behave like a king. All right? Behave like a king. Act like a king. Stop bowing down to a slave. Yeah. He has given us authority over sickness. And I banish every sickness from our midst. 
I declare that sickness and disease will not thrive in your body in the name of Jesus. Viruses will die when they come close to you. Gems will die when they come close to you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. We begin to decree it. We begin to declare it. Kings rule by decree. You see, when it comes to kingship, you don't pray. You decree. You instruct. The problem is that religion makes us to pray when we are supposed to be ruling. So when you are supposed to exercise authority to decree, to command, you are saying, oh God, please, please Lord, do this for me. God is saying, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Where did you learn that? Who did you learn that from? That's why, you see, Jesus never prayed for the sick. Huh? He says, would you like to be made whole? Take up your bed and go. <laughs> he didn't even address the sickness. Huh? Yeah. He looks at the man with the withered hand. He says, stretch forth your hand. No prayer. Just spoke. Do you know that you're supposed to operate like that? Yeah. You're supposed to operate like that. He said, okay. That's why I see a lot of times I say, just do what you could not do. Reach out. Touch him. And take it by faith. Stop waiting for someone to lay hands on you. Just get up and do it. It's yours already. It's yours already. You're already healed. You're healed. You're free. By his stripes, you were healed. 2,000 years ago, it was sorted. You are not the sick trying to be healed. You are the healed that Satan is putting sickness on. So you get up and say, hey, 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 Satan, enough is enough. You've played games. You've played enough games with me. Now it's time for you to go to where you belong. You don't belong in my body. You don't belong in my home. You don't belong under my roof. Come on. Yeah. Start behaving like a king. Start taking authority. Start exercising authority. Exercise authority over sickness as if it's a demon standing in front of you. If Satan comes to stand in front of you, what are you going to do? Run away from him? No, you, you chase him away. Yeah, in fact, he doesn't have the guts to come and stand in front of you. You know, he knows. He doesn't want to humiliate himself like that. Because if you command him, he can't resist. That's why he can't stand before you. But then he's using all these little imps to harass us. Let's banish sickness from our midst. Let's banish sickness from this church. Let's banish sickness from Midran. Let's banish disease from Midran. Hallelujah. When people just come in contact with us, they just be getting healed. No wonder the apostles, their shadow was healing people. That should be our portion, man. Yeah, if your shadow can heal, how much more you? Huh? Imagine. Somebody comes near you and the person is healed. Then you that is carrying the, 
the power. What is happening inside you? Mega power. Hallelujah. Let's thank God. Come on. Let's begin to bless God. Let's tell the Lord, Lord, I, I, I'm grateful. Thank you for giving me victory. Thank you for giving me victory over sickness, over disease. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.